Good morning, or afternoon, as it were. It's Monday, January 4th, 2021, day three of the Bible reading plan on the Adventures in Odyssey Club. Today's verses are from Psalm 119, verses 17 to 24, and Exodus chapters 19 and 20. Starting with the psalm, this psalm continues the pattern of keeping God's word and keeping his commandments, and this section focuses on God's protection of his servant, as opposed to those who don't keep God's commands. The two verses that jumped out at me are verses 21 and 22, which are, You rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and who stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. Someone pointed out to me that this is more of a heart issue than it is um, a literal keeping his commands issue. Because going back to verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's kind of an if-then statement that if I hide your word in my heart, then I will not sin against you, Lord. And these verses then continue with that, that because I've done that and because I am keeping your commandments, continually doing it, Because I trust you and because I love the law, therefore, I know you will protect me. Please protect me, Lord, is what the psalmist is writing here. And that's something I'm going to struggle with through the rest of this chapter, I think, in bringing out how do we do this? How do you get to this state of keeping God's commands and being such that God will protect you that you've kept his commands? And this comes back to Jesus, obviously, that Jesus is the only way to have that true protection from God because in salvation through Christ, therefore, we are consecrated to God. And I'll mention that in a minute here with the passage from Exodus. But it's amazing how this all ties into New Testament theology as opposed to the Old Testament way of of living. But still, the verses from Psalms are very, very insightful. So starting with Exodus chapter 19, the Israelites, along with Moses, are approaching Mount Sinai, and most of this takes place at the foot of the mountain. And the Lord initially calls from the mountain, or calls, or talks to Moses. Oh, it says Moses went up to God. Okay. There are a couple times when God calls out to the Israelites, or where there are dramatic sounds for the Israelites, and that's an amazing display of his power. But one thing that God says early on in the chapter is, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. And I was thinking, does this still apply to Israel? And I don't know. I don't I don't know if they have denied God's commands and if they've broken his covenant. But I do know that all those who are children of God and have received salvation through Christ are his treasured possessions as well. And that we don't have to have the lineage of the kingdom of Israel or of the Israelites to be included in God's treasured possession or his holy nation. That we who have been consecrated through Christ and redeemed through Christ are now a member of that nation. Anybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you repent and the other, other I guess, parts of scripture and the epistles that talk about that. And I, th- I think Paul even mentions that. Romans 9, I think, is the, I think is the chapter. I need to go back and read that again. I was also surprised by the reference back to the passage where Samuel was going to, to choose David or to anoint David as king of Israel. And where the Lord told him, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this ties into this section here where the outward appearance was the nation of Israel and was the Israelites. And now... The outward appearance is the Gentiles, us. Most of us aren't aren't Jewish. Some of us are, but even those who are 
still rely on the heart. God looks at our hearts now, as he always has. And the outward appearance, back to Psalm, Psalm 119, could be our mistakes and the times when we defy God's word. But our heart, and this isn't something that we can judge ourselves. We can't say, oh yeah, I'm breaking this command. But no, I, I usually follow God's word. Only God knows the heart. And only we can get a glimpse of what our heart is. And only through him can we know if we are truly following him. And he looks at our hearts and how we follow his law and how we love his law and how we believe about Jesus Christ. And so back to back to the, the idea of consecration. Um, Moses comes back down from the mountain and he's talking to the people about the Lord is going to appear and he's going to give me the, the law. And so do this, do that. One thing he says I think is interesting is do not go near a woman. And part of that is an act of both physical and mental purification for uh, for God, who is going to be who's going to be appearing. And some of the other things he says are, or some of the uh, some of the things he says. What uh, he says they washed their clothes. Verse fourteen. After Moses had gone down from the mountain to the people, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. God also gives some laws about don't or some commands about don't go to the foot of the mountain, don't touch it, anyone who touches it will be stoned, because God wants to set the boundary of holiness around him, that no one else can come into that space and defile his presence in that way, because what God is about to do and about to present is very holy. And likewise, abstaining from sexual relations and not going near a woman, as the, I think it's the English Standard Version puts it, um, is uh, it's one of the only things that Moses mentions, which I found really interesting. And it just shows how important and holy God has set that aside to be. And how in this moment, God wanted the Israelites to abstain from that and wanted them to focus on him. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And something that jumped out to me is that we come to Jesus as messy and he consecrates us. We don't come to him consecrated. We don't have to come to Jesus when we're clean. We don't have to get our, our, our lives in order, everything in order before we present ourselves to him because he took our sins all on himself. At this point, God was holy as God still is holy, but God had not encountered sin in any form. When Jesus was born and when Jesus sacrificed himself for us, the person that Jesus was, he was a person of the Trinity and he took on our sins. And therefore we don't have to be holy, fully holy, presenting ourselves to God. We need to believe in Jesus. We need to have repented. We need to be turning. It's a heart issue. Again, turning from our wicked ways and turning to him. And he consecrates us before God, the father. That's something I can take um, real hope in and, real encouragement in, in, in these, these times and in, well, just my life in general. Then we get thunder and lightning and a loud trumpet blast. And then finally the, the voice of God answering Moses as Moses and the Israelites stood at the foot of the mountain. That harkens back to the, the passage I read yesterday of God calling from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And here the Israelites are seeing the power of God. And Moses says to them, or that is, I don't know if it's him or, let's see. Yeah, it's Moses says to them later on in chapter 20. 
He says, Moses said to the people, this is verse 20, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. And that's true. That if you're in the presence of God, like the Israelites were, you're going to know that God is powerful and that you should be keeping his commands. And today, we need to remember God is the same God that he was in the Old Testament, but he is extremely personal now because he lived with us and he knows our pain and because he sacrificed himself for us and because through him we can be consecrated. And a lot of people treat that, again, back to Psalm 119, with license of, okay, now that God has done this, I'm free to do whatever I want, and I can ask forgiveness for it later. And I don't have to care about sin. But that's not the point. If your heart is right, the actions will follow. And then the actions, as indicative of the heart, are then what others can see to see that you're a follower of Christ. And with God, in our lives, we are always supposed to be in fear of his power. In not, a, not an afraid fear, but a cautious, respective, respectful fear of God. The final thing I wanted to mention was that with the, the Ten Commandments, um, those are some of the laws from Psalm 119 that the psalmist is referring to. And these laws don't change. The God's moral standard does not change. There are a couple schools of thought on what laws of the Old Testament are still supposed to be kept and what aren't. And I think the general, the most conservative take I think I've, I've seen on it is, or at least the one that I tend to follow, is only the laws that Jesus has overturned in the New Testament. But even then, there's a little bit of, um, a little bit of wariness about that. But for the most part, most of these laws don't fall into that exception. A lot, all of the Ten Commandments are laws that still can be applied today, and moral codes that still can be applied today. As our, I read through a lot of Leviticus, a lot of the stuff in there is still moral code that is good to follow, and that if examined with an ethical lens and a moral lens and even a legal lens at times, is good and are still good to follow. And actually, the final thing I wanted to mention was that at the end of chapter 20, we start to get into more of the specific laws that God lays down for the Israelites. And one thing he says is to keep his altars plain. He says, make an altar, make, excuse me, make an altar of earth for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings. He also says, if you make an altar of stones, do not build it with dressed stones for you will defile it if you use a tool on it. God doesn't want the act of worshiping him to be a, to be a display, to be um, magnificent rather. He wants the Israelites to come to him in plain style and have the emphasis be on God's power rather than the beauty of what they've made, the altar, and have God then come into that moment, come into their sacrifice and consecrate that, make that holy, make that special. Because we have a tendency, and this applies to today, we have a tendency to make our, our prayers or our lives, our, our Christian walk, um, more showy than it has to be, rather than the the plain nature of we are serving God, we are doing what he wants us to do. And we can make it about ourselves at times. Like, hey, look at our power. Look at our ability of what we've done in our lives to to only serve God and to do this. But if we say it's not it's not our power, it's the power of Christ in us, then that is that is a good thing to remember. Coming all the way back to the Old Testament when God set the laws down for the Israelites and said, Keep your keep your altar um, keep your altar plain and keep your worship of me very plain. And by doing so, 
you keep your worship of God holy and your sacrifices to him holy. So those were the thoughts I had on these two sections. Not not as much, I think, as the, the previous ones. Partly it was because I already read through the, I mean, as I'm assuming a lot of us has, the, um, the uh, Ten Commandments several times, many times at this point. And so I'm looking forward to where this Bible reading plan takes us in the future, takes me in the future. Again, this is very, very helpful to me to be able to read my thoughts out loud and to uh, talk with some of you. Some of you have reached out and said you'll be praying for me with what I mentioned last time, and thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, Emily Jones AIO commented on day two saying, uh, asking for a prayer and opening up to people, and yes, I will be praying for you, and hopefully the rest of us can as well. And in the meantime, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you have a, a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, I guess. <laughs>